everyone. Welcome to episode 5 of the 31K for 31 Days podcast. This is part 2 of my interview with Mike Quinn from Mountain Mike's Adventures and from Challenger Life on YouTube. We pick up talking about the Suck Valley Way before moving on to talk about the Leitrim Way, the Calvin Way, the Ulster Way, his uh, head shave and beard shave after the walk for uh, KBRT and for Jigsaw and in general just rounding up our discussion on his 1000 kilometer walk from Castletown Bear to Ballycastle in County Antrim all in the name of charity. So I hope you enjoy it and I'll see you for the next one. Um, okay so by the time you got to Suck Valley and Suck Valley Walk Elvis had gone on holidays. He wasn't on the poles, or at least he was coming. It was very hard to find him. Elvis, by the way, for anyone who's watching or listening, is the little waymarker, the little yellow dude that you'll see on uh, on posts here and there, showing you the way for these walks. Um, so he he just couldn't be seen. He was he was missing. Gone on high. Uh, yeah. So like, this is the difficult thing about um, uh, waymark trails. Um, Things can just happen and suddenly the waymarker will disappear. Uh, there was one time down in Cork, uh, just outside Balavorne, and a farmer who has disputed the trail ripped out the poles. So I ended up having to go a roundabout way and scrambling to try and get a camp spot before. But this sort of stuff happens, or a cow might knock over something, or it's not maintained and bushes have covered it. So yeah. that particular section um that in, in that particular section uh you start on the suck valley way you go through but the suck valley way is a loop so you go through half the suck valley way and then the rest of the way so the next section was the long lock garraway that hadn't been finished yes a lot of discrepancies of signs and stuff like that so yeah the suck valley way i had a bit of a tough time in the suck valley way i just you just you just get to a stage where you don't know if you're going the right way. You're tired. You've got like 13 kgs on your back and you, it just pisses you off a lot faster than what it normally should. Mm-hmm. Sorry for crying. No. And, um, and yeah, so I just, I, just, I just had a couple of rants at the, at the, at the, <laughs> on, on, on the videos. Very good. Um, and then when you got to the Long Lockhart way as well, you did a lot of walking on roads, which was less than ideal. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, like that is... Uh, but apparently now that uh, a lot of that some a lot of that has been pulled off the road. So they're, yes. they're yeah. So they're they're constantly like the, the there's a man called Jim O'Sullivan and he uh, he set up the Verbrechtman. He is the head man. I luckily enough to interview him. He's an absolute legend. And if he says something, it gets done. You know what I mean? The influence he has over people and over the the everybody that's involved in it, like nobody has a bad word to say about him or everybody has a good word to say about him, but fears saying a bad word about him that sort of way. You know what I mean? No, I get you. I get you. Um, uh, yeah. No, uh, no, uh, I, I just, uh, I just noticed it was kind of a recurring team uh, when you're, you're definitely weren't as happy uh, when you're on the roads and uh, unfortunately it just wasn't uh, fully safe. You're, you know, when you, when you are walking on the road, you can be quite vulnerable if you, if, if there's not much, if there's no no um I was gonna say a sidewalk if there's no um hard shoulder I guess you know um but anyway we move on uh, Gavin joined you for the minor for the miners way um and he seemed to be a good lift for the spirits he seems like a very very witty guy uh Gavin Gavin has been a mate yeah he's a mate mate from college 
very very funny guy and um, it really added a different dynamic to the walk um i'm sure like from from the video it was it, it was a it was a section that i really enjoyed making because it as i said it just it just just added a totally different dimension to walk and it was it was it was great fun having them along very good and um you came across some passage tombs um where were those passage tombs it looked amazing yeah yeah so they are the carol keel passage tombs they're uh, ah, uh, yeah carol keel they're they're on the border between sligo and roscommon i think they're sligo but they could be roscommon yeah just outside uh ballyfernan i think yeah very good uh not the the footage you got there is just fantastic. Um, and I might just go back and talk about your footage for a moment as well. Uh, the footage that you got across the whole Ireland way is just fantastic. And like your your videography, obviously you can see it's a passion. It's something that you're very, very good at. And you've probably learned a lot of skills over the last number of years. Uh, one thing that I noticed was like, you know, you're there, you're watching the video and it's as if you're kind of just standing there and walking, you walk by, okay? And when you walk by, that's a, that's a shot that you've had to set up. You've had to go up, find a place, put your camera down, maybe you've had a tripod, maybe you don't. Put your camera down, walk back down, turn around, walk back up past it, go back down for your camera, stop the video and go on again. You know, it must have added um, quite a, quite an a, a serious amount of time onto your onto your whole trip, you know, uh, setting up these shots. Now they were fantastic shots, but um, I kind of have to remind people that took a lot of effort, you know, setting up your camera, walking down, walking back up, all of that. Uh, brilliant. Yeah, it 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 definitely added on. I <laughs> I joked and said it probably added on an extra hundred and fifty kilometers, but. <laughs> It, it possibly could. I mean, like, there was a couple of places that you just... See, I started with the tripod, but just found it too finicky and too time-wasted. Yeah. So then you have to try and find a spot where you can position the camera, walk away from it, hope that it doesn't fall, get your shot, and then, you know, so... It, it was tough, but there was also a battle inside my head of... I'm tired. Do I really need this shot? Yeah, um, absolutely. It's, come, it's coming to the end of the day. I've got to be here. I've got to be there. You know, time is ticking away. So, I mean, there were certain places where I wish I did wait and get the shot. But at the same time, like I just, you know, you just got, you, at the end of the day, you'll never get anywhere if you get shots of everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I thought it was just fantastic. It was like your your dedication to the video videography aspect of the walk uh, was was amazing as well. You know, so fair play to you. Uh, I just know from another question I have, uh, you had a great phrase about the Sugarloaf uh, Mountains. Uh, you said if you if you come across or if you climb the Sugarloaf Mountains, you'll find they're anything but sweet. I thought that was just so apt. You know, uh, so yeah. it, it was a tough few days uh, starting off. So. Um, you went then to Leitrim, and uh, so uh, yeah, the, you found the Shannon Blueway. Um, yeah, I heard a lot of uh, a lot about that from Breffney Early. Uh, Breffney Early is another guy who actually did the uh, uh, Barrett Breffney walk. Um, he did it a couple of years ago. I don't know if you know Breffney. Breffney did the cycle around the world a couple of years ago. Yeah, no, I I I, I know I know of him. I I, I I never got a chance to actually talk to him though, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm actually hoping to talk to him now in the next week or two as well. But um, he, he was a big uh, 
he he was promoting the Shannon Blue Way quite quite a lot now uh, over the last while. Um, so the scenery looked fantastic, and you got some fantastic shots there as well. Um, and then you found Rin's shop. Can you tell us about the wonder that is Rin's shop? Is a Rin's shop? Rin's, yeah, Rin's. Um, yeah. So uh, oh, I can't remember her name now. Um, it's lovely. There's a lovely, lovely old woman that that runs that shop. She she has a shop that is has been there since like. 19 the early 1900s anyway it's a shop it's a pub and it's a funeral home and i mean like there there's still like hooks in the wall from or hooks hooks in the ceiling from when they used to hang meat where they used to cut slices off it and give it to people and like, you know just, she's an incredible she's an incredible woman who's full of stories and history and it's just the post a, office as well yeah, it's a post office as well. Yeah, it's a post office as well. And I mean, it's just, it's just, it's, it, 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 it's everything, and it's kept going by by her. Uh, I mean, she she works in it. She works in it twenty four seven, and it's just, you know, she's even she's even pulling points for the lock for the for the lock ins as well. You know what I mean? It's, it's just, it, it, she's a wonderful woman, a mighty yeah. woman. Uh, another mighty woman that you spoke to on the walk as well. I think this was back in Roscommon. I'm not exactly sure whereabouts it was, but uh, she was telling you about. When she was young, and uh, there was a local cinema, or um, you know, oh yes, that was in Ballinadreen. Yes, that was um, oh, her name. So many names, so many names. Um, sorry, it was. She was a great storyteller, anyway. You know, explaining you know how to go to to watch a film and did watch some person bringing the, the film in in the steel case and they knew if they saw the steel case that there'd be a film on a Sunday and they'd get away, get to go and watch a matinee on a Sunday and did, what was it three pence three pence for the film and tuppence for sweets or something like that but, yeah uh, yeah but she um, she uh, yeah she met me she was she was like she I, I it was the time of Storm Alley and I was yeah. in Ballinadry Stayed in the I stayed in Durkin's uh, pub and, and and hotel, and um, I asked them. I just asked them, "Is there anybody interesting?" And they pointed me straight away to her. They rang her. She was eager to meet me. She came straight down. She had she had her own little shop there, and she herself did a lot of work with refugees that had come, so Bosnian refugees with uh, Syrian refugees. So she she's done a lot of work with them. And um, yeah, she came straight down and she just right, was rhyming out the history of the place to me. I said, oh, and I was like, okay, whoa, 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 okay, this is very, very interesting. Do you want to go somewhere quiet and I can film you doing it? And, you know, she was so brilliant and let, that, that, that she, she, she let me do it as well. I'd say even when you, you probably get a lot of content like that and it's like, right, what's important? What do I leave in? What do I cut out? <laughs> I'd say there was uh, quite a battle of wills going on when you're, when you're trying to edit that down. The, the biggest problem is you get this amazing content, but you've got to remember that it is primarily about the walk. So mm. if you're watching it for the walk, they love little snippets of information, but if you have a big massive dialogue, people are going to start switching off. You know mm. what I mean? They're going to start losing interest. It's, it's, a, it's a real editing battle. Like, ed, like editing can be, can be a real pain in, but it's just, I suppose the, the best piece of advice, the best piece of advice I was given when I started editing was you've got to be, you've, you've got to be ruthless enough to sacrifice your own children. 
Okay. That was the best piece of advice I was ever given. And it is true. Like you, like some footage you can treat as this special footage, but you've got, you, you can't be afraid to cut that to pieces. Okay. Very good. Um, so shortly after that, then uh, you made your way to the Calvin way. Um, I'm actually from Calvin myself. And you know, that the Calvin way is all up in kind of West Calvin. It goes from Dara and Leitrim across into Black Lion. And yeah. uh, it, it's all it's rough and rugged uh, terrain so it is you know um, and it just comes across so well in, in your videography and in your film you know um, it's funny like there used to be a, a saying like doesn't do like, there was no roads on that way as well which probably kept you happy you seem to be a person who just likes to be out in the open and walking on uh, whatever whatever's on the foot other than road but uh, there used to be saying there's, there's no uh, roads in caverns just that the potholes met each other and, and uh, just formed <laughs> There, there. That used to be the same back in the early nineties, you know. Um, yeah. So uh, moving on, then I guess. Uh, so you fair, you finished the bear to Breffney Way in Black Line, and you didn't chance going into Nevin Maguire's that evening, no? Couldn't get a table. Uh, no, well, I I got in very late, so I mean, my main concern was getting somewhere to sleep. Yeah, I just yeah. I think I asked in, in the local chipper. Yeah, I didn't even know there was a chipper down there, but. Uh, yeah, Nevin Maguire hails from Black Lion. That's where he has um, McNeen's Bistro or whatever. Uh, yeah, I only found that out afterwards. I, did, I never yeah. even knew Maguire was from there. Yeah, no, actually, look, I think the, the waiting time to get a table, it, it's in months on you rather than hours or days, you know. Um, so then uh, you cross the bridge, and once you cross the bridge from Black Lion into Valku, you'd started the Ulster way. Um, so... Sorry, well, I, yeah, and then you had more company. So you had more company when you were starting the Ulster way. You'd, uh, yeah, yeah, I had Aimer and Brian. Brian is a filmmaker. He was he was actually the person that gave me that piece of advice. Okay. Uh, you know, he's, 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 been, he's, been, he's been an amazing mentor to me. And then his partner, Aimer, uh, is actually Pierce's sister. Oh, okay. Very good. Very good. And um, so, so that was the start of the Ulster Way. The Ulster Way is from Belku to Balik, is that right? Um, yeah. So, so it's the Ulster Way is a, is it, the whole of the Ulster Way is a loop around the whole. It basically goes around the whole country. So, oh, okay. the, so it goes around the whole of Northern Ireland. So yes. it's it's a loop, a loop trail. I get you. Oh, I understand you now. Okay, very good. Uh, was it when did you start? Becoming more confident that you're actually going to complete the Ireland way. Um, once I hit the border, yeah. Once I hit the border, I was getting more confident. Once I hit the border, I said, "I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna smash this. I'm gonna smash it." Um, yeah. And I had no problem other than that. It, see. That first week and getting those blisters, those blisters took about two weeks to heal properly. Yeah. And they kind of came back as I was going along. But once I kind of got past that and the feet were solid, I was fine. I flew it. And I think that's evident in your Twitter feed as well. Uh, I think you said at one point, oh, I'm crossing the border now. I think I can do this in like nine days or, or in a week or just over a week. And I, yeah. I was reading through your, your Twitter actually just this morning when I was finishing off uh, my bits and pieces of research. And I was like, there, I'd say that's when, and just when you say that now, it's just, just, just uh, clicks. Um, okay, so as you made your way up through the Ulster Way, um, 
you finally made it to the coast. Uh, what was it like to see the sea again, having not seen it for about a month? Um, yeah, it's funny you should mention that because I've literally just finished my next video, which actually it, it's so I'm taking in the the, the sparrows, and I, so I put the four sections as one video. Mm -hmm. uh, I hit the coast in that video, and I'm, I'm I actually have a piece where I'm actually talking about that, and it it is once I hit the coast, it felt like it was a strange feeling because I knew it was the beginning of the end. Yeah. You know what I mean? You see that water, you see the ocean, and you're like, the last time I saw this, I was a different person to when I'm seeing it now. And it's like, I two day once I hit that, I two days after to complete the, 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 the coast trail, um, the Causeway Coast way. And I mean, it just, yeah, it was... Um, it was an interesting experience. Brilliant. Um, okay, so a couple of times as well, I noticed you were able to call into Little and restock for the next part of the walk. Um, so it was great that they were supporting you and uh, letting you in and whatever uh, to, to get whatever you needed. Uh, what kind of stuff were you stocking up on? Uh, I was stocking up a lot of uh, uh, like dried fruits, nuts, uh, water. Um, maybe a couple of uh, energy bars, uh, that sort of thing. It was it was fairly light, like um, a bit of bread. Let's say I was, I knew I had to get over a certain amount of distance without any shops, which there's a number of okay places like that. You just get a, uh, some bread and just trying to last you a, a, a few days. So I mean, like I went into the littles, um, uh, and yeah, the managers were, were brilliant. They just they just give me whatever I needed really. Did they knew beforehand did they know beforehand that you're going to them or uh, there was a ballon uh ballon robe or not ballon robe uh ballon slow was the first little that that knew uh the other ones hadn't heard it's 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 sort of strange little is broken up it's broken up into regions. four regions yeah yeah so the ones down in um ones down in the Charleville region hadn't heard of it until I got up to Banlaslow and then Banlaslow then they'd all heard of it and then by the time I got to the end I actually had people ringing me once I got up to the north I, I, I had the littles ringing me telling me oh once you come by come in and we you know what I mean so it's brilliant it took a while I, I think for a corporation for me to go and say I'm doing this it, it took them a while to realize what I was trying to do yeah. But once it did, it really worked well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Excellent. Very good. Um, so, so that was little. Uh, what was the... So you're coming to the end then. Uh, you finished up in Ballycastle. You got some great photos there as well. Obviously, I haven't had a video to watch yet. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting to watch the rest of your journey uh, on YouTube. Um, what was it like to, to finally finish? What was the the aftermath of that um it, it was strange really um i remember waking up at 7 a.m the next morning i sat out of bed and i was ready to keep walking you know what i mean it's mm -hmm. it took it took a while to adjust i i i didn't help myself either because 
I had a week off of work where I should have rested and, and absorbed it all in. And there was great elation when I finished. I'd finally done it. Absolutely fantastic. But then I went for a week. The week I had off, I decided, you know what? I'm going to get a few shots that I missed. So I was kind of, yeah, so, so, so I was kind of shooting around the place, uh, getting a couple of shots that I missed. Okay. I got back to Westport the Sunday, the Sunday after I'd finished. Yeah. And Monday morning at 5 a.m. I was in work. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that, to be honest. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know if that's I, dedication or... or uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a bit of dedication and a bit of stupidity, really. Um, but, like, as you said, I, like, I, I, I have a massive passion for the videography and yeah. I, I want to be as good as it possibly can be. So I would have been kicking myself if I didn't get the shots, but it definitely didn't help because I think it was Christmas... I finished in October and it took me till about Christmas to kind of get back used to working in Little again. You know what I mean? Really? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, like I'd imagine as well, could have been, was there like a, a bit of a lull, I guess. I know uh, I've done a couple of things and uh, when you finish these things, like, okay, what next? Or what do I do now? You know, it, it does, it takes a little, little time to kind of get back to, to normal life and things. So uh, I assume you, you experienced something similar and, uh, Hence why it took you so it took so long to to get back to working normally and little and getting back. But like you know what, I think probably Christmas probably came at the right time for you as well. Uh, uh, just to kind of reset then in the new year. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Like I, 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 I write. I think I wrote about it on Facebook as well. Like I, I call it the hole, and I fell really deeply into that hole, and just everything was a bit topsy-turvy everything I felt was a bit on top of me I just couldn't mm -hmm. I, I just I just couldn't find great satisfaction in things and um it just it just took me a long time to kind of start going through the footage as well um but yeah listen as, as you said like Christmas came you know I got a bit of downtime finally and um yeah finally got back into it and, and started making the videos just when you say that now, it just reminds me, um, I actually kept a diary of um, my first trip when I did Mizzen to Malin. And like that, I was like, I'm going to write this up. I'm going to make blogs. And I never got around to it. Just never did it, you know. And uh, I left a notebook at home and went off went off to the UAE without it. And shortly after um, Dad passed away, my sister Kira, who had actually come home from Australia, uh, she found it while I was while I was still out in Spain helping with the repatriation. Um, she had found it and she read it and she's like, "This is brilliant. Do something with it." You know, and it still haven't, and I don't know if I ever will. But like, uh, yeah, it kind of. I'd say it just wasn't easy for you just coming back to actually taking all this footage and actually making something of it. But I have to say, you've done a fantastic, fantastic job. Uh, the videos are just amazing. So, so well done on that. Um, Moving on, we're nearly finished actually. Um, tell us about your beard and head shave because we can see now your hair is much shorter than it was in the videos, and obviously that went in one fell swoop. Yeah, absolutely. Well, no, it, it, it took a lot of hacking to get that off, though, in fairness. Yeah, uh, yeah like uh, Carl came down as well. Like he, he mentioned it in uh, he mentioned it in your podcast with uh, your, your, your podcast with them. 
Yeah. Uh, oh, great. He came down. Louise's family came down. Um, uh, yeah, I just, I just, because I'd raised, I'd raised, um, I'd raised 6,000, I'd raised about 6,700 for Jigsaw. Mm-hmm. And there was a bit of an imbalance. So I said I needed to do something to kind of shore them up a bit. So I said, you know what, I'm going to do a head shave for Halloween and all that sort of stuff. So great banter, great crack, got the head shaved, managed to get 750 euro on the night. That that pulled, Brilliant. that combined total up to, I think it was 11,300. Wow, it's amazing. So, um, yeah, yeah, so I was, I, was, I was over the moon with that. My target was, uh, my target was 10 grand and I got a lot of looks from everyone thinking that I was insane to even be looking to get 10 grand. <laughs> yeah. Once I hit, yeah, once I hit past that 10 grand mark, I, you know, I was so over the moon. It was, it was, it was incredible. That's just brilliant. And fair play to you. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think, I think, I think probably the silly thing was that I did get the head shaved in Halloween. And when I stepped out of the pub, it was a oh, clear yeah. the stairs. And I mean, the cold, just slapped me. It slapped me on top of the head, and it was just like, yeah. It was a. It took a. It, that, that took a fair bit of adjusting as well. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, okay. One thing I noticed now. It was actually only this morning when I copped this. You're a Reading fan. I am a Reading fan. How did you spot that? Um, I don't know. It's just look. Uh, doing a wee, wee bit of research this morning, googling your name and different things, and. Uh, you, I think some Reading fan site had uh, tipped her hat to you, so that, that's how it came across that. So, um, yeah, uh, Reading, that's a, it's an interesting one. Uh, I don't think I've met a Reading fan before, now, if I'm being honest. No, there's a, there's a few of us in Ireland. There's, there's, there's not too many. Yeah, no, basically what happened there was uh, mom and dad were living in England the time they had me. Um, so I was born in Reading. Uh, we moved back to Ireland um when I was seven and um, like it was the local club. So it was kind of the football I experienced. Yeah. I kind of always held them in high esteem. But when I got back here, it was, everybody was Man United, Arsenal, Liverpool and all this sort of stuff. So I kind of had to jump on the bandwagon a bit. But as I got older then, I was, I, I always kept tabs, even though it was difficult without the internet to keep tabs on Reading. Yes. yes. Yeah, especially but, for a championship or... Yeah. yeah, well, they were, they were actually in the second division for a couple really? of years. So, yeah. So he, they even did well her, for themselves then getting up to the Premiership, though, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. They did well, they did well. But, yeah, this, it's, uh, yeah they're, they're doing okay at the moment. But, um, yeah, so I kind of stuck stuck to it. I always kept an interest. And then I was like, do you know what? Like, what's the point of sporting Man United or Liverpool? Like, just go back to the club I originally supported and came for you know, all yeah, brilliant. Fair play to you. Um, so you were nominated for a couple of awards after completing the Ireland Way. One was the Little Community Hero Award and the other was the Most Inspiring Adventurer of the Year Award from the Irish Adventure Film Festival. Some mouthful. But uh, what did it mean for you to be, in, to be nominated for, firstly to be nominated for both of those awards and uh, secondly to win both of them? Um, it was... It was quite. It was. It was a massive honor. Like I wasn't expecting any awards when I went to do this. It, it's mm-hmm. not something I, that I did it for. It was a nice, nice surprise. Um, my boss's boss. He's like, 
aerial manager of all of the mail stores that he told me that he told me pretty much straight away that I'm I, he's he's quite he's quite he's quite competitive he's like straight away he was like all right listen you've done this I'm putting you in for an award I'm putting you in for this award you better win sort of thing he goes I can't see anyone else beating you so I was, I sound, I sound, I sound. like I, I wasn't expecting anything there yeah so I put for the award but I am quite competitive myself so I was absolutely delighted when I won Oh, that's uh, evidence. You can see it. Like, I looked at the, the photos are on the, the Ireland Way uh, website and uh, oh, it's completely evident and uh, well-deserved, you know. So Yeah, no, that, that, I, I think the one you're talking about is when I'm fist-pumping the air. That one, yeah. Yeah, that was quite funny because, because all of the other awards, everybody was all, always, everyone was all kind of civil and they were all kind of shaking hands and I was meant to get my award, shake hands and kind of get a picture and walk off with the person who was presenting it to me. I got the award. I went way into the sky. <laughs> and then I ran down to my manager and his boss and was hugging them and hugging everybody at the table. And then uh, everyone was kind of pointing at me, you've got to go back, you've got to go back. So I had to run back then to the person who I'd left on the stage, the woman I'd left Brilliant, on the- brilliant, brilliant. I walk away with her, you know what I mean? And then uh, later that week, then it was the Adventure Film Festival. Oh, so it all happened within... Yeah, that was yeah. it. All it all happened in the same week. Okay. Uh, wow. In within a couple of days, and to be honest with you, I, I I wasn't like I mean some of the other some of the other guys that were in the same category as me. Just like I mean, just incredible, incredible stories. I just didn't know if I was going to win that or not. Yeah. Like, but I ended up winning it, and I couldn't couldn't believe it. I was a bit more humble on that one because I was in company of these incredible stories. So I was a bit more kind of, I just, I just did a small fist bump on that one. But um, the, the slight bit of competitiveness did, did come through. But I mean, just, yeah, that was just an amazing experience. and So delighted to, 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 to have won both of them. Brilliant. Congratulations. Uh, that's the end of the serious questions, I guess. Um, so we'll just finish off with a quick fire round. So a bit of fun here. Right. Um, tea or coffee? Oh, tea all the way. Lions or berries? Or Fallons, is it? Very good. Uh, Tate or King? I'm not a big crisp man, but I'd say Kings. Okay, very good. Pepsi or Coke? hate fizzy drinks, but I'd say Coke. Okay, chips or crisps? Um, chips. Okay. Um, oh, videography. Wait, wait, wait. Was that? Sorry, we don't keep going, keep going. No, no, we, uh, yeah, I could, I could see that as well. Uh, videography or hiking? Um, hiking while I'm doing videography. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll give you that one. Uh, little or Aldi? Little, of course. It's not even a question. Okay, next one could be a tough one. Uh, Mayo to win an All-Ireland or Reading to win a Premiership? Oh, it'd have to be Mayo to win an All-Ireland. There's been too much pain and suffering for the amount of years that's happened for, for not to be Mayo. Okay. Uh, okay, if you, could, uh, if you could sit down and have a meal with three people, dead or alive, who might they be? Um, I'd say number one. David Attenborough. Very good. Imagine him narrating. 
Imagine him narrating your walks. Ah, yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. it is Mike Quinn. As he stumbles. Yeah, is the hairy-looking fellow from Westport. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, David Attenborough. Uh, who else? Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan. Random. Yeah. What interesting. I, no, I was reading about the history of the Mongol there recently, and it's just so mental. I just love to know what was going through the heads. Knives and swords, obviously. Uh, oh, and and pure evil rings. But it's 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 fascinating. Um, and the last one would be. Oh, you've got me now on this one. Um. Michael Collins to know if he was assassinated or not. Oh, all oh, right. Uh, there's a big conspiracy. Yeah, there's a massive conspiracy theory to say that. Well, it's kind of yeah, like I and I actually, as I was walking the Ireland way, I was coming out of Cork. I was in this Carroll. I went into a shop, and I met, got talking to a guy, the owner of the shop, and yeah, he, one of the things he was saying to me was that. He believes that Michael Collins wasn't. He was. He was. He was assassinated by his own men. Okay. So yeah, that 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 that's always stuck with me. That's very interesting. Okay. Um. Right. Okay. Uh. Three things you'd bring to a desert island. Um. Eh. <laughs> uh, Beer, a hammock, and Aoife. Very good. Excellent. Um, don't think uh, cans of Guinness pour too well now. That's all I'm getting out here at the moment. <laughs> no, no. You know yourself. Uh, look, to be honest, now, you don't get great pints of Guinness out in the desert either. You might get them up in Abu Dhabi or Dubai for McGettigan's if you're lucky. But uh, sure, everything's closed now. So uh, yeah, I, think exactly. I think I'll be waiting until I get home whenever that might be. Uh, either the summer or Christmas, I'd say, uh, for a decent point. Um, very good. I think that's nearly everything. Um, so, yeah, have you watched anything good on Netflix or TV in the last number of weeks? Any good binges uh, now? I'm watching, during, uh, I'm watching the, the Last Kingdom forever. at the moment. The Last Kingdom. I'm the Last Kingdom at the moment. I did like I, I did. I did watch Tiger King, which was pure insane. Yeah. Yeah. If I was yeah. to recommend anything, it's probably the best TV series I've ever seen in my life. It's called Dark. Okay. Very good. We'll have to note that one down. And um, any baking? You're, you've done some gardening. You can see from your Instagram, you've done some gardening now. That'll turn yeah. out well as it grows out and everything. Um, Trying to get into it. Yeah, very good. Uh, no banana bread making in your house now? Uh, no, no, Eve is the baker in our place. Great stuff. Letter to it, so brilliant. Uh, Mike, it's been absolutely fantastic uh, talking to you. I've been looking forward to this conversation now for a couple of weeks now. It's great to get it uh, on video and it'll be uh, it'll make for a great podcast. Uh, it's been great to be able to share your story with other people. I think more and more people definitely do need to know uh, about you and what you're about and what you've done. Uh, especially for um, KBRT and uh, and for Jigsaw, uh, where can we find you? 
Yeah, so uh, if you look for Mountain Mike's Adventures on Facebook and Instagram and Challenge Your Life on YouTube, but I am going through a rebrand at the moment, so within the next few months, I'm hoping the YouTube channel will be, ch will be Mountain Mike's Adventures also. Great. That's brilliant. And look, long may the adventures last. And uh, keep making videos, keep hiking, and uh, keep bringing us some fantastic, fantastic uh, quality stuff because uh, your video, your, your videography is great, like, uh, especially your, your drone shots. You, you've got that down to a T, so fair play to you. Uh, also, thanks for your donation. Thank you. Uh, you donated quite early on in in, uh, in my campaign, so uh, thank you for that as well. No, you're welcome. Like fair play to you, you're doing you're doing an amazing thing. Like the last thing I'd want to be doing is cycling because I can't stand it. So my <laughs> hats off to you. Fair play to you. Oh, it's not too bad. I definitely think it was. It hasn't got. I couldn't hold a candle to what uh, you've done uh, in terms of fundraising and that. So uh, fair play to you, and uh, thank you very much. No, thank you and uh, best of luck to on, on, on your challenge and uh, all the best, buddy. Cheers. So once again, I'd just like to thank Mike Quinn for talking to me today. It was an absolutely fantastic chat that we had and I've really enjoyed it. Uh, I hope that you've enjoyed listening to it too. Until the next time, see you later.